small cats old enough to catch their own prey gather here beneath the podcast for a clan meeting. Welcome to Paws and Claws, a podcast where we read the Warrior Cats books in chronological order. I'm Scout, joined by my co-host and certified Baldur's Gate 3 Master Jill, and today we will be discussing The Prophecies Begin, Book 2, Fire and Ice. Hello, Jill. When I was reading my own copy that I wrote, I for a second read it as Baldur's Gate Ill Master. Well, you know. You know, I think you're pretty ill in like the cool way. You know, the way I, when you're like, yeah, well, I was so I'm ill, dude. I'm also chronically ill. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> aside from being ill in the cool way and ill in the chronic way, how have you been? Right. I've been doing pretty good. Very, uh, very kind and bold of you to call me a master when I have not even finished the second act of the game in any playthrough that I've done. As I just keep yeah, but restarting it's like... with new new <laughs> little guys. You know, sometimes you just got to restart the game with new little guys. And I'm enjoying playing every single one of my little guys. It's a blast. I love that. That's great. Uh, do we want to talk about how uh, the prey is running? I feel like we should talk about how the prey is running. The, the thing is that I don't have anything in the dock for how's the prey running this week. And so I was like, how do I even transition into how's the prey running? But, you know, this is the transition. Sometimes the transition is just to say, let's Sometimes do it. Sometimes the transition is the friends you make along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's Absolutely. what I call being on the Internet and finding out you are trans. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. I'll uh, be here all week. But I'm so yeah, Scout, how's the prey running? What's uh, what's cooking over there tonight? Oh, gosh, I don't even know what's cooking for dinner yet. We record the podcast at, well, we're recording the podcast at our normal time, and Shockingly. that is before I eat my dinner. Shockingly. <laughs> we've been, we have been um, all over the place with recording lately. We have. We have. Through no fault of this our week, own. It's literally, no. like, the world has just uh, gone against us. Sometimes the vibes, they're just wrong, you know? Yeah. And it's not even vibes sometimes. It's just busy. Busy. I've had some good food since the last time we recorded. Uh, had some pot roast over oh. like a nice rustic noodle last night. God, I love a pot roast. And then uh, had uh, my dear father made some homemade bread this morning. And so for lunch, I had some leftover pulled pork barbecue over a nice piece of homemade bread, which was very tasty. That sounds like a fucking rules. It was, it was so good. And I ate some like fresh warm out of the oven rolls for breakfast this morning with some nice salty butter. Good stuff. Good stuff. Dude, that sounds so good. It was so tasty. Oh my God. My husband uh, and I were about... so lazy this weekend. Oh, I know that feeling. We I know that feeling. We ordered a hibachi takeout last night. Ooh, that sounds oh fun Oh my though. God. It was so good. <laughs> I got, uh, I always get from this place, they have like a really good tempura sweet potato roll. So it's like Ooh. fried sweet potato strips in a sushi roll. It's so good. Hell yeah. I love a, I love a nice like fried or roasted sweet potato. Oh, that's it's the so good. That's the pinnacle of sweet potato to me. I agree. And so I got that and then a steak hibachi meal and it was delicious and I very much enjoyed it. And then tonight yeah, I made yeah. one of our super easy meals that I really enjoy, which is uh, one pot red beans and rice. Nice. 
And uh, do you have any uh, sides with it? Have it no, with, like, we were bread or anything. Nah, just we just were straight. You were in you were in Baldur's Gate mode. Uh, that and we were in uh, end of the week. There's no uh, stuff left in the fridge mode. Uh-huh. Uh, well, it still sounds, it still sounds it was, extremely tasty. Yeah, no, it was good very have. good. Uh, and I made up some some pink lemonade for the week. So it was delicious. <gasps> Ooh, I, love, I love a pink lemonade. But yeah, so uh, I guess the only other thing I really have here is just like actual genuine news. Uh, this will be old news by the time this podcast episode is released. That's just the way we roll. Um, yeah, we're ahead of the times. We're we're ahead of the game. So uh, just recently, they announced that the Prophecies Begin is getting a genuine graphic novel adaptation. Hell yeah! That's right. I saw the uh, the cover art. The cover art um, looks very cute. We got a little Snaggletooth it's, Fireheart. It's adorable. Yeah, that's my little guy. That's my little guy. I am curious if it is going to be. I'm curious if it's going to be multiple books covering each Prophecies Begin book, or if it's going to be one graphic novel for each Prophecies Begin book, or if they're just going to mush them all together and just go like, Prophecies Begin, one, two, three, four, however many. Right. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the, the I feel cover like the... reveal doesn't say anything about Into the Wild. It just says the Prophecies oh, Begin. Oh, it just says the Prophecies Begin. Interesting. Interesting. Uh-huh. Curious to see. Yeah, it's I'm coming very interested. out next, next July. Like early, oh, July next, 2024. Next, July 2024. Excited to see what that's about. It's very uh, excited to pick it up. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah! Nice colors on the cover, which is great. We haven't had we haven't had a lot of uh of like covers to talk about the last couple of episodes. Yeah, probably just because we're so uh endeared to the old covers. It's true. Like you can't, you can't beat them. Um, They're really good. But also, there haven't been any really like you know the the Polish covers have not been popping off mm. for the prophecies begin in the same way that they've popped off for all the other stuff, which is interesting. Yeah. Oh, this is a cute um, one though. Oh, you got a cute one? Yeah. Let me find out which. Ah, uh... uh, the Polish one is very cute for this one though. I did oh, just find it, and exciting. I'm gonna post it in our chat. Oh, it's because so when precious. I looked on the uh, when I looked on the fandom wiki, I did not see the oh yeah oh. yeah it's so Ooh. so precious <laughs> oh look at them yeah oh, with the cattails in the front I know it's so cute this is great I didn't even see that when I was on the page for it on uh, on the wiki this is um, on the just... Warriors official art. Tumblr. I love that Tumblr. Yeah, That's a good Tumblr. great. You can search by book title. So I'm going to real quick search Fire and Ice. Go for it. All right. Uh, we got some cool art of that kind of woodcut sort of looking thing. Got one of Fireheart walking away from Princess with a bunch of catnip in his mouth. Oh. We got another Polish illustration. Okay. Wow. Ooh. There's just like... Okay. There's quite a bit of... Uh, some of these are just like illustration illustrations. Right. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Wow. There is a lot. Oh, my gosh. If you look, this art has a little fire heart in the background. Oh, is he is he lurking? He's not lurking, but like you can see it. If you like on the left, right hand oh, side, yeah. if you like zoom there in. There is on the other t- side of the river. There is a tiny little... Fireheart. Fireheart spotted. Yeah, that's computer cool. enhance. I love that. These these are, are always so good. 
Yeah, so definitely uh, hit up warriors-official-art-tumblr.com. They have just like all of the official art and it's also fun. And yeah, this this piece of Blue Star and Fireheart like kind of mm-hmm. hanging out in a yin-yang pose. Yeah, that's fucking me up, actually. It's so, ah, so good. But uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. What do you say? I say absolutely. Though Broken Star and his rogues have been banished, and Shadow Clan is in recovery, the absence of Wind Clan still hangs heavy over the forest. The clan leaders are divided on the issue, but eventually concede to Blue Star's conviction that Wind Clan must be brought back to their territory. The Thunder Clan leader chooses newly named warriors Fireheart and Graystripe to carry out the mission. Together, the two friends journey beyond High Stones, tracking down the missing clan, who are starving and barely sheltered under an overpass far from their home. They convince Tallstar and his cats that it is safe to return to the moors and guide them home, aided briefly by Barley and Ravenpaw, who, after successfully having escaped Tigerclaw's ire, is thriving in his new life as a barn cat. The mission is a success, but a risky shortcut beside the gorge on their way home finds the ThunderClan cats and their WindClan escort in a border skirmish with RiverClan. Graystripe is blamed for the death of a RiverClan warrior who accidentally fell into the rabbits below, and hostilities between the groups increase. In recognition of their hand in WindClan's return, Blue Star appoints Fireheart and Graystripe as mentors, but as winter sets in, they both find themselves struggling with the new responsibility. Graystripe begins sneaking out of camp to meet with Silverstream, a RiverClan warrior who saved him from drowning during a hunting patrol. Fireheart, meanwhile, reconnects with his kitty pet Roots via his pregnant sister, Princess, whom he has been visiting regularly, seeking a familial connection that he can't seem to find in his clan. On top of these personal struggles, the clans face off against a mysterious enemy force. Some report Shadow Clan scents where they do not belong, while others report rogues stealing prey. It is during this investigation that Fireheart's apprentice, Cinderpaw, is hit by a car, suffering a serious leg injury that leaves her unable to continue her warrior training. Fireheart confides his distress to Princess, who entrusts him with her firstborn kit, hoping he can share his warrior's life with the little white tom. The clan is unsure about taking in another kitty pet, but Blue Star begrudgingly supports the decision, naming the child Cloud Kit. Not long after, the mysterious intruders launch an attack on a nearly empty ThunderClan camp, revealing themselves to be the exiled ShadowClan cats led by Broken Star himself. The fight is vicious, but ThunderClan emerges victorious, with Yellowfang taking one of Broken Star's remaining lives and blinding him beyond recovery. When Fireheart asks why she does not finish off the tyrant, she confides in him that Broken Star is, in fact, her son. In lieu of executing him or leaving him in the forest to starve, Yellowfang convinces Blue Star to keep Broken Tail, stripped now of his leader's suffix, 
even if StarClan will not rescind his lives, as ThunderClan's prisoner. The rogues aren't the only trouble in the forest, however. One Whisker, a WindClan warrior who befriended Fireheart during their return journey, arrives with news that ShadowClan and RiverClan have united to try and drive WindClan out yet again. ThunderClan joins with WindClan to fend them off, and though the battle is difficult, they emerge victorious once again. Graystripe confides in Fireheart that despite the pain he felt in facing Silverstream and her comrades in battle, he will not stop his relationship with her. Fireheart finally accepts his friend's feelings, and the two take a moment to rest, united in their bond once more. Oh, man. There's so much that happens in this one. Right? <laughs> I feel like everything happens. Trying to write the uh, the summaries for everything basically post-Mothflight's vision has just been hell. <laughs> and has, remi- has, remi- has, has put into perspective just how little fucking happened in Dawn of the Clans. Yeah, that is, it's very true. Like, I, I really did enjoy Dawn of the Clans overall. Oh, me I thought too. it was very fun. Mm-hmm. But like, I think I said this before when we were reading Dawn of the Clans, like a couple of those could have been smushed into one book. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, like, there was so just there was so much stuff it. that really Yeah, there was so much stuff that was just not important in a lot of the Dawn of the Clans mm-hmm. stuff. Um meanwhile, and I truly don't think this is just because I've read these before and so I know what what things might come back to to like strike us again. But there's a lot of groundwork that ends up being laid in in like any one of these given books that you're like, okay, well I can't leave that out of the out of the summary because it's important by the end of the book. Right. Um, There's just so much. There's so there's much. So, there was so much that happened in this book. And I had only remembered one of the things that happened in this book. Like yeah. everything. I mean, I remembered the stuff, but I thought that it all happened in different books. I thought I in my head, this is like the Gray Stripe and Silverstream book. No, mm. false. I misremembered. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say for me, Forest of Secrets is definitely the Graystripe Silverstream book to me. Yeah, I mean, now um, I now I, I remember, but there are events that happen in Forest of Secrets that I had I had falsely recalled as happening in this book. Yeah. Um, God damn this book, though. I did it again uh, and... <laughs> I I feel so bad for Scout because I messaged Scout last night at like, I don't know, it was like 830. And I was like, oh, yeah, I started the book an hour ago and I'm almost done. (laughs) I'm writing my notes here because I don't have my paper with me. And I was like, I'm sorry I haven't written anything because I just can't stop fucking reading this book. Sometimes, you know, the power of the cats compel you. Yeah. Oh, man. Can we talk about the feeling in my chest? When we got Cinderpaw, ah, I was like, oh, Cinderpaw. I know sweet, it made me sweet baby. <laughs> and then I was like, it Oh really... God, I forgot she got hit by the car so soon. 
I was so excited to see Cinderpaw and Brackenpaw, uh, Cinderpaw and Brackenpaw for uh, listeners who might not be reading along, are brother and sister, and they are the uh, the young cats who are made Fireheart and Graystripe's apprentices. And Cinderpaw is just like full of energy and enthusiasm and like won't stop talking, uh, asks so many questions, but then doesn't wait for the questions to be answered, runs off, headstrong, all this stuff. And then her her brother Brackenpaw is like very serious and takes everything with this like grave sort of air about him. And I just love them both so much. The The joke before we started this uh, this <laughs> podcast was that I was only ever going to talk about Brackenpaw once he was introduced because he is my... Uh, my scout favorites. He's my not. He's my not so secret fave. Uh, yeah. One of my faves. I love them both so much. And it's so like, <laughs> you know, I feel really bad for Rack and Paw because you know Graystripe is off uh, Romeo and Julieting with uh, he. He really wife. gets the sh- the short end of the stick a little bit. But like he's so he's so like, oh, yeah, he said he would go take me hunting tomorrow. But, you know, whatever, I guess. And I'm just like, you sweet, sweet boy. He is so serious. And so, you know, I can't I can't bring it up again, but I'm going to bring it up again. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for a child burdened with responsibility. OK, so sue me. Yeah. Oh, I really enjoyed the Fireheart and Graystripe uh, Wing Clan rescue mission. I'd completely it was great. like forgotten all the details of that. It was so fun. Uh and now knowing like I I don't know if they had this planned out beforehand. I can't imagine they did. But like mm-hmm. there is a moment where Tallstar looks at Fireheart in the like breaking sunlight coming in through the the uh grate of the sewers that they're sleeping in. And like he looks at him and he's got like this unreadable expression on his face and he's like, huh, what an appropriate name. Like your fur really is glowing in this in this sun like fire. And I'm like, it's because he's your boyfriend's son and you're not sure how to feel about that. But you know that that's your boyfriend's son and you know you have to watch over him. And I'm like, they couldn't have had that plan from the very beginning. But like the fact that it still works. Well, so good. I mean, some of the best storytelling, in my opinion, is when you like this happens so much in D&D games as well, or like TTRPGs in general. But those moments when something you didn't plan on mm-hmm. making important suddenly has the chance to become very important later and add a whole extra layer to whatever happened like forever ago. That's the that shit I love. That gets me so hyped. I that love that shit. Me- <laughs> I that's fire. Yeah. I get I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that is the shit I love. I I go absolutely wild for it. Yeah, I go bananas for that stuff. Um, So I think that definitely this moment here felt like that. And I I feel like we'll probably get a lot of those moments considering the reading order that we're doing, which, again, I feel like is the method paying off. I'm having a great time reading through the prophecies begin immediately after having all of this yeah other content from the super editions and stuff that we read in the road to rusty i i agree 100 percent oh i loved it 
I want to touch briefly on the Ravenpaw glow up. I love that scene so much where uh, they they come into contact with Ravenpaw again and they're like, where did that skinny little Tom go? He's like all he's nice and shiny and glossy and he's he's nice and plump off of all the mice that he's been catching and he's best friends with Barley and he's just living his absolute best life. He's so happy. And Barley even is like, Barley is so appreciative of his of his new little guy. Yeah. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad you guys sent him to me. Like, he's he's a really great cat. And I'm like, oh, they are in love. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I see here you have Blue Star's uh, favoritism. She's she's already kind of starting to show her signs of... um, what is to come with her, I will say. I mean, like, I know that they are the protagonists, but it is so funny to me mm-hmm. that it's just boom, boom, bam. Like the end of the last book, they're made, they're already young to be full, full-blown warriors. Like they're already sort of like Sandpaw and Dustpaw are like- Sandpaw and Dustpaw are still, those- those poor cats are uh, I, what apprentices cracks me up. What cracks so me up? Long. Blue Star specifically appoints Brackenpaw and Cinderpaw because Thunderclan needs more warriors. And yet, Sandpaw and you Dustpaw are right there. You have two perfectly good warriors at home. <laughs> yeah, so, so they do. It's like, there's that. They, they were already made warriors early. And then immediately she's like, I'm going to send you on a special mission. And then immediately after that, she's like, I'm going to. You guys did so I'm good going, on your special mission. You guys did so good on your special mission, even though it made hostilities worse even between though a us guy and died. River Clan. <laughs> even though a cat died, you did so good on your special mission that I am going to give you apprentices. And also these apprentices are too young. <laughs> it's, it's explicitly stated in the yeah. text that they're not six moons yet which is fucked up after what happened in the last one and now it's not it's not they're not they're not like three moons old which is the stuff that they're just Broken like Star a was doing. little younger they, than six yeah but they are like five to five and a half you know they've got they've got a couple more a couple more, a weeks, couple more weeks at least yeah they, they gotta they usually put them back in the oven they still gotta cook yeah they oof. but yeah blue star privileges with fireheart and then i feel like great Graystripe just is sort he of accidental. So he fa- he's failing upwards. Um, he is. Because just out of association with Fireheart, Graystripe gets to do all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's a wonderful... He's not failing upwards, but he he is... He is not doing the work that he, he should be, but he is receiving mm-hmm. the benefits of the work he is yes. doing. Yes, exactly. He's got sidekick privileges. Yes, he does. I love him, though. He's my boy. I love him so much. I mean, he does a lot of growing. In these first couple of books, he doesn't, uh, he he definitely is not living up to sort of the heroic lineage that he is mm-hmm. being sort of portrayed as. I love him. Yeah, he grows up. You know, they're young right now. They're just little guys. Uh, he sure was. I love him so much, but he sure was annoying in some points. Oh, this my God. Yeah. You know, I kind of got what, what Fireheart was saying when he was like, he was like running in to get Graystripe because some shit was going down. And he's like, and then I felt, and he says this like exact same thing more than once. He's like, and then I felt rage because Graystripe wasn't around when I needed him. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. He yeah, was kind Graystripe of a bitch. always, he's always going off. What's, stop, stop, just go. You can't, 
Listen, like Fireheart makes some good points. He's like, look, you guys can meet, but like people are going to think you're a spy. Like you need to fucking chill. And I know Grace she's letting like, you just hit kidding. it because you goofy. <laughs> she but... is letting him hit it because he goofy. Because can we talk about when they meet? Because that's my favorite love scene when they... in the whole book. <laughs> when they meet and she's like, what are you doing on my territory? And he's like, uh, drowning. drowning? <laughs> and then he's like, well, can like, you why stop you drowning drown? here? Yeah, she's like, why don't why you drown, drown somewhere else? Territory? He's like, oh, who would rescue me then? And I'm like, you fucking idiot. I love you so much. But oh my God. <laughs> Even Cinderpaw is like, that was a really pretty girl. <laughs> it's it's so, so funny. Fireheart are like, Cinderpaw, shut up. <laughs> Cinderpaw. Oh my God. Yeah. No, best intro. I loved that scene. You know, I've always loved that scene. I just think it is so funny. It's such cute. a good scene. But like, oh my God, Grace Stripe, like for real, he is such a simp in this book because he is not thinking clearly at all. He is. Fireheart he is, is making simp excellent and, points and he's and not And he keeps acting like Fireheart is being completely unreasonable. And it's uh-huh. like, no, he's really not. He's being extremely reasonable is the thing. Yeah. In, in no way. Like at first, yes, he is. But eventually fireheart's like look i know i'm not gonna be able to stop you from seeing her but you gotta be smarter about this yeah you gotta stop being you gotta stop being stupid how dare you stand <laughs> in the way dare of you love? Say this? Uh, i do want to point out the at least it's it's at least the beginning of the fireheart himbo era there's just some moments in the beginning of the book where he's like oh he's so stupid. you know should i believe should i believe ravenpaw i mean there was that time when he didn't finish telling a story because tiger claw looked at him menacingly and how ha- if he was if he was telling the truth why would he stop telling the story when his mentor looked at him with 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 murder in his eyes <laughs> he, he really like has the orange cat vibe in this book sometimes yeah you can tell he's orange he's so orange i love him though the truth come out does firestar is gay does, does Fireheart is gay? Does Fireheart is gay? Spoilers. Sorry. I mean, yes, probably. <laughs> I think he and Grace Jabe are both by disasters. I, I agree. By. I said that last night in the chat, and I stand by it. No, I one hundred percent agree. Grace Jabe just gives bisexual. Like now, in this you may can't... be they. This may be me projecting, but nobody's allowed to come for me for this because he is my favorite <laughs> character. No, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to come for me for this. Just because he's my favorite character, I can make him buy if I want. But he exactly. like says some things to Fireheart that are just. It's very. It's like the kind of things that make people ship Naruto and Sasuke sometimes. Like that's the kind of relationship sometimes that they have. Is like you would not say this to a normal person. Like this. That is. That is the kind of shit you, you say just, to your lover. You can't just walk up to your bro and say, I would l- give up my life for you and then walk away. Yeah. Which is literally Unhinged. a scene that happens in this Un- Unhinged behavior. You cannot just do that and not be a bisexual disaster. Fireheart being like, I'll always be your friend. Like, come on, <laughs> friend. And the fact that like, they always talk about the two of them like, like after they're giving each other back. Yeah, they're always hanging out together. They're always cleaning each other. The first time they like have their warrior, like they they sleep in the warrior's den. They basically share a bed. Yeah. They're so cute. I love them. 
Ugh. I never, like, you know, because when I first read these, I was uh, very much growing up in a very Catholic household, and I had no idea of anything gay at all. Uh, it was not talked about. So I was never, like, a gray fire shipper when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I- I'm fully in. I'm fully in for it now. I'm, I, I'm down, baby. I have a... I don't know what's, if it's weird. I'm like... I think I'm in the mode where it's like... I don't know that I... It di- like, I directly ship it. Like, I I don't know that I have the the feeling of, like, ugh, when I when I think about them together, but I completely also see it and understand it kind yeah, of the that's... same way that I... It's it's the same feeling that I have uh, when people talk about Miles Edgeworth and Phoenix Wright, mm. um, where I'm like, it doesn't incite the, the feral instincts within me of the shipper, um, right. but I also completely understand it and... Am completely in support of it. Yes, that is that is basically how I'm feeling. Like you know, it's not like, and and I think this is something that I could go on for hours about about how like I feel like Tumblr ruined what shipping means, uh, <laughs> because it's very much like you ship them. That means you can't ship any other characters with them. Like it's like one and only. That's it. And I'm like, but right. It's people fun. heard OTP and and so said that is law. I'm taking that literally. Yeah, and like that's fine. You can do that, but like I'm the kind of person who enjoys like exploring different character dynamics, and I can find like I can be like, okay, yeah, I can see how you would ship these two characters together because there is definitely evidence for that. And that's very yeah. much how I feel about Greyfire. Is I'm like, you know, I really like Gray Stripe and Silver. Sh- Silverstream's relationship. I love the eventual relationship between Fireheart and Sandstorm. It's so good. And so I'm not like, oh, I want them to leave their girlfriends for each other. It's right, very yeah. much like <laughs> I could see in like a different world. Like, yeah, those two bros, they are definitely like really, really close. And I can yeah. 100% see it. Ugh. Sean and Gus vibes. Oh my God. So real. <laughs> no, you're so right. That is, that is it. That's, that is it. Every time I think about bros that are like the most broy bros, mm-hmm. I think about that one episode of Psych where Sean tells the story about how he and Gus are going to get uh, houses next door to each other with a pool that goes over both of their backyards. That yeah. is like the platonic ideal of like the <laughs> best friends, the queer platonic yes, bro exactly. uh, identity. <laughs> yeah. I love it so much. It's it's great. Uh, and as I mentioned in the chat last night, like I, you could convince me very easily that a little bit of Fireheart's like Ugh, why is Grey Stripe always spending time with Silverstream is a little bit of jealousy because there, I, there could definitely be jealousy in there because listeners Fireheart's over here spending like every other day with Princess and he does not see an issue with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like yes that's his sister not his girlfriend but also he's like he's not I mean Grey Stripe never calls him out on it because he doesn't even fucking notice but like it is very much a little bit of a hypocritical thing for Fire Fireheart to be like, "Yeah, I'm going to see my sister every day, but that's fine." <laughs> what Grey Stripe's doing is not okay. fine. Yeah, it's and you different. can you could very easily convince me there's a little bit of hypocritical jealousy there of being like, "Well, yeah. why is she getting to spend all this time with him?" That's my friend. That's my best friend. That's my best friend. 
Um, I do want to briefly touch on Princess. I, I like Princess a lot as a character. Also, she's the smartest motherfucker in this book. God, right? She clocks Tiger Claw immediately. She instantly. She's like... Instant. Instant. Sniped. Fireheart she's has got his Tiger dumb Claw himbo dead moment. to fucking rights. He's got his, his orange cap moment where he's like, well, why would Tiger Claw want to kill my apprentice? Which and is Princess so is like, funny. you fucking idiot. He asked for Blue Star to come to the road. <laughs> we, like, we just like, went over this. Fireheart's like, oh my God, do you really think he could be trying to kill Blue Star? I'm like, D- fucking duh. <laughs> Have you seen him? Have you seen this man? He's ready to kill at a moment's notice. He's ready to kill at any at any moment. The amount of times in this book, I mean, I guess maybe it was only two, but that's like more than it should be of moments when he was active, when Tiger Claw is actively trying to to have like an unfortunate accident happen to Fireheart. Oh my God, literally. So the note I wrote last night where I said Tiger Claw is a stank ass hoe, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's from the scene at towards the end when they're fighting in Wing Clan's camp and Fireheart's getting the shit kicked out of him. And he looks over. Yeah, yeah, by Leopard Fur. And he looks over and Tigerclaw's just watching this go down. Literally just watching it go down. Like, what the fuck, dude? He literally calls out like, help me, Tigerclaw. And he just stands there. Tigerclaw just like stares at him. It's like, you stank ass bitch. Blatant. Unapologetic. Right. Unbelievable. Oh my God, it is so wild to me. What else do I have here? Oh, he also refers to Fireheart's loved ones as playthings. That's fucked. It's it's so fucked. That scene is so fucked up when he like comes out of the of the fucking shadows and stares Fireheart dead in the eyes while Cloud Kit is trying to get the boss ball back and is like, you have to take care. You have to be careful with your playthings. Fucked up. Fucked up. Fucked up, dude. Yeah. Um, I would love to take one minute here to talk a little bit about Cloud Kit and just generally sort of use that to uh, to pivot into once again, we've got blood relations and the uh, like importance of blood and family and being related to somebody, having having kin um, versus like being part of a community. And I I don't know that I have anything intelligent to say about it, but I just find that every time this pops up in the books, and it pops up a lot because this is clearly something that the Aarons are committed to, it doesn't matter what the context is, but the conversations always fall so flat for me and always feel so hollow and kind of underbaked. And I don't know if that's just because I am such a found family person and such a like bond over blood kind of person that it just doesn't resonate with me at all. And so it, it it just like bounces off of me like I'm a duck and it's raining. But I don't know. So I was wondering, I wanted to hear if you had any thoughts on that or if it doesn't really even register with you. I mean, I feel like I talked about it a lot more in the Dawn of the Clans arc. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's it seems like they want like it seems like they have a point that they want to make. I'm just not sure exactly what it is mm-hmm. because they're very, it, it feels like they're trying to make a point about like your family is who you are, but we have our protagonist Fireheart who is so clearly like your family or your origin does not define you. Exactly. So it, it, it 
doesn't make sense to me. I, and maybe maybe there, we'll there, come up with something easier to to something more smart to say like later <laughs> on. I don't fucking know. Like I'll see how it continue. I'll keep it like in mind. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel, because every time it like I just get this feeling in my in like my gut every time it comes up that I'm like, not this fucking thing again. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really happen to me when like any other recurring theme pops up. And I don't know why this one specifically is the one that always sticks out to me as feeling so out of place and so like weird and shoehorned in. But I don't like I said, I don't really know that I have the vocabulary or the words to like explain why that's happening to me. But you know, something I wanted to bring up because I think about it every time. Absolutely valid thing to bring up. Uh, I mean, speaking of family. Yeah, I was gonna say speaking of family and blood, you want to talk about that yellow fang and broken star scene? Fuck. Yeah, I do. Um, it is so fucking raw, y'all. It's so good. So it's fire. It's fire. Basically, Yellow Fang has, uh, in protecting Cinderpaw and the rest of the clan, uh, she has blinded her son, Broken Star, and she takes one of his lives. And Fireheart is like, "Isn't this? Is this his last one? Can you finish him off?" Like. He killed his dad. He banished you. He tried to kill you. He spread all these rumors about you. Like, you have every right to kill this guy. Uh, and she's <laughs> like, I can't do it. Like, she... Man, fucking... So she tells tells him that he's her son. <laughs> Fireheart has a himbo moment. He's like, well, medicine cats are forbidden from having kids. <laughs> yeah, Fireheart, people break rules. Shocking. I know. You're literally breaking rules right now. And... She, uh, she kind of talks, she's like, you know, all choked up about it. And Fireheart is like slowly realizing why Yellowfang was the way she was. And she says, uh, there were three kits in my litter, but only Broken Star survived. I gave him to a Shadow Clan queen to bring up as her own. I thought that losing two of my kits was punishment from Star Clan for breaking the warrior code, but I was wrong. My punishment wasn't that two of my kids died. It was that this one survived. Yellowfang looked in disgust at Broken Star's bleeding body. And now I cannot kill him. I must accept my fate as StarClan wishes it. Um, yeah, it's wild. Raw as hell. So good. It, it, what My punishment wasn't that two of my children died. It was that this one didn't is so yeah, that's so hard. fucking hard. <laughs> I love Yellowfang. God damn. We're going to see some really good shit from her later. I love her so much. Great scene. Great quote. Great Yellowfang. Delicious. We love Yellowfang. Yellowfang's so good. Seeing all of this stuff from this perspective after uh, having read Yellowfang's secret, also really fun. Yes. Thinking, like, hearing her say that after thinking about, like, the scene of her giving birth out in the snow alone. And, uh, like, staring at Broken Kit as she gives him up and thinking about how his name is about her broken heart. And, and then, like, getting to this point where we see her, like, my fucking fail son that I can't stand. It's good. It's good. It's, it's good, good shit. Like her whole arc is so good. I love her. Uh, I don't really have much else to say about this book other than uh, I fucking loved it. 
It's Fun a great time. time. I had a great time. Love Grey Shrine and Silverstream. Cannot wait to talk about them more. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot more to say about them next time. I know we've hinted about it uh, once or I'm twice, sure but I think, I think their uh, interclan relationship is just, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good and it's not sad at all. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's totally happy. Everything works out. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't. It's um, fine. Everything's happy and good. And everything's fine. Not to be we, uh... not to be on my time not to be on my timeline shit one more time real quick before we go to the Aaron Corner. Oh, of course. But I just have to point out that they do say that it's been three months since Broken Star was driven out, <laughs> but six months since Spotted Leaf was killed, and those happened on the same day. And I just I had to say something. Yeah. Uh it's fine. It's like not a big deal. Did you know that <laughs> Cloud Kids siblings have names? No, um, what are they? So I don't know where these names... Oh, I guess they're on the official family tree is where they got their names. Uh, Their names are Nami, Livy, Zach, and Taylor. Wow. And they have a father named Oliver. Oliver. That's a cute name. It's a cute name. Where is Oliver shown to be the mate of Princess? I guess it's just the family tree. That's it. Interesting. That's, That's how we know. Well, there you go. That's uh There we go. I'm so excited to get more of Cloud Kit going forward. Oh, he's um such a- he is such a little shit parentheses affectionate. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm good to go. I'm gonna go to the Aaron Corner though. Hell if you're yeah, ready to go to the Aaron Corner. Let's go. All right. Uh, it'll be be probably a short one this time. Once again, struggling to find any like pertinent information to this particular book. I did find a couple of funny things such as, well, first of all, uh, Kate Carey wrote this, wrote this book. Uh, Kate has, has stated that Greystripe is her all-time favorite cat. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good taste. The other funny Greystripe fact that I found is that Kate has stated that if he had a human name, it would be Joel. I don't know why. There's no explanation. It's just Joel. He's Joel. I love that. I, I love it so much. It's so funny to me. The only other little piece of trivia that I wanted to bring up that I found is uh, that it has been confirmed that Lionheart is Brackenpaw and Cinderpaw's dad. Shout out to Lionheart. I miss you every day. Uh, and I can see a lot of Lionheart in Brackenpaw. So I love that. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. It's a it's a very little Aaron corner. You got something? I'm just looking at the fucking family tree. It gets, you know how I was talking, I was talking so much about the family trees earlier on in the, in the fir- previous seasons. At this point now, it's getting really, really convoluted and complicated. Yeah, we're um, in the weeds a little bit. We're in the weeds a little bit of like figuring out who is related to who and who mentored who and them all being like a very tangled web. So that's just... I was just looking stuff up and literally nothing. <laughs> oh, speaking of literally nothing, why don't we share tongues? Because, oh yeah, boy. Yeah, let's, let's share some tongues. Tumblr was absolutely fucking impossible to find anything. Um, I can understand why, considering the name of this book. Yes, the name of this book is Fire and Ice. Remarkably uh, very difficult to find stuff <laughs> for. Uh, especially because... Even if you type in Fire and Ice Warriors, you're still getting Game of Thrones content mm-hmm. and some 80s movie called Fire and Ice uh, about, I guess, a wizard and a warrior and a woman in a bikini. I don't know. 
I feel like I've mentioned this to you before. I feel like I know about it. Wow, the logo for Fire and Ice, the animated movie, is really a lot. Yeah, it's, I mean, it kind of looks really camp and I do sort of kind of want to watch it. Yeah, was this cover art done by uh, fucking, what's his name? Frank Frazetta? This looks like Frank Frazetta art. I bet it is. This is a very specific thing that I know as <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I wish I could tell you. Uh, there's some mobile game, Love Nikki or whatever. Like, it, virtually impossible to find anything on Tumblr. Uh, so it's a I collaboration. Gave sorry, it's a collaboration between Ralph Bakshi, who also did that weird uh, Lord of the Rings from the 80s. Uh, uh, so it's, it's Ralph Bakshi and Frank Frazetta. I was right. <laughs> I'm glad that you got it correct. Frank, Frank Frazetta's whole thing, lovely listeners, is to draw ladies in bikinis with lions and tigers. Well, the name of this lady in a bikini is named Tigra. You know, that what I say. I say what I said. This actually looks like it kind of fucks. <laughs> it probably does. There's a character called Dark Wolf. Oh, fuck yeah. Right? That's a that's a warrior cat name. That is a warrior cat name. All right. Maybe this is honorary warrior cat. Anyway, so, you know, Scrolling through Tumblr was less cats, more uh, women in bikinis, which like, fine, whatever. I'm okay mm -hmm. with that. Uh, just not <laughs> when I'm trying to work on uh, podcast stuff. Uh, so instead, yeah. I turned to our good old friend AO3. Uh, there are 18 works tagged for Fire and Ice. Uh, a couple of summaries of, of some of the things I saw there. We've got one AU where Fire's heart gets hit by the car instead of Cinderpaw. Oh, I know. Somebody's out here putting their fucking reviews on AO3. That's not what this site is for. Guys, please that's not, stop. That's not what AO3 Don't, is for, guys. Mm, get a WordPress. Uh, <laughs> a couple of AUs with OCs inserted into the story as main characters instead of Fireheart. Warriors fandom, I love that's, you. Keep on, keep on, keeping on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you heard that audio lately of uh, an audio on TikTok lately? And it's like, what if in the Bermuda Triangle, they were time traveling? And <laughs> she's just like, what if? Uh, <laughs> as in like, that's so ridiculous. Why are we even positing this question? Um, this, <laughs> this. This one. What if a female Fireheart had saved White Claw? What if? What if? What if? What a what an interesting way for you to pose this. Oh wow, those are a lot of women in bikinis with yeah. I have lions just, and I, I have Thank just you. <laughs> sent Jill several women in bikinis with big cats in that the has DMs. several pterodactyls in it too. Yeah, one of them does. That's dope. Romantic, like somebody taking like all the romantic potential of these Grace Stripe and Fireheart lines from this book mm -hmm. and like making a mm -hmm. little, little fic there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did find this tag. Look, Grace Stripe is a dumb bisexual idiot throughout this entire book. This, I'm always saying this. I, we're always saying this. Uh, <laughs> the But They're All Human series is still going strong. <gasps> wow, a cameo. We haven't heard about them in a while. I, I haven't been talking about them uh, lately, but they're still doing their thing. Again, just if somehow you're listening to this, just just change the names and publish it as your own fiction. You can do it. I you believe do in it. you. I believe in you. You've got the power. You've got um, the power. Blue Star and Yellowfang ship. Old Warming Yuri lives. Uh, we love this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Old Warming Yuri lives. I mean... I'm not wrong. It's true. It's uh, true. So very happy. Does to this see say that. high school AU? Yes, there was a high school AU. 
uh, in there as wow. well. So there are two uh, human AUs in there uh, specifically wow. tagged for this book. I kind of do feel like this would be a good high school AU, though. Like, this has a lot of it the does drama have a, of it. Uh, it's got high school energy. I can't lie. Yeah. Interesting ship I came across, Fireheart and Longtail. Who is shipping this? <laughs> they, there is, I mean. Enemies to lovers, Jill. I guess. I just don't think that there's enough justifying it in this book yet. Oh, like they yeah. have, they I, have not made up at all yet. Only 96 platonic Firestar and Grayshipe works. We are failing as a society uh, and only 92 for their ship. Come on, guys, get it together. I want to see in the hundreds. These are best Come friends. Come on. Graystripe and Silverstream are beating them out, they guys. They are. They are. We have 95 Graystripe Silverstream ship fix, which, you know what? Good for them. Love wins. Good for them. <laughs> love wins. <laughs> I see no I see no difference. Love is love. I, I see no difference. Love is love. Grayfire, gray silver. I see no difference. Love is love. That's what Ravenpaw says. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, some interesting things to see. Like, I really do. I'm, I'm. I'm going to try and be, especially because it's going to be so hard for these first couple of, uh, like for the books that don't have a cat's name in them, it is going to be a little bit more difficult searching on Tumblr and stuff. So I do want to mm-hmm, do a mm-hmm. little bit more deep dive into the AO3 section and kind of see like what the general vibes are, like what are yeah. people doing with this book specifically? So I do think like, you know, it's interesting that they're doing a high school AU. I feel like with the... Forbidden romance and all of that stuff like that feels very high school. They could be like doing a production of Romeo and Juliet exactly. and Graystripe is a jock dot. and Silverstream is a cheerleader or a beautiful. Wait, we've reinvented girl. high school musical. Shit. As soon as you said Graystripe is a jock, I was like, oh, no, we made high school musical again. I can't. I can't go deep into this because I will. (laughs) See, but here's the thing is like, I feel more like Graystripe gives Chad than... uh, Graystripe does give more Chad than he does Troy Baker. You're right. Bolton, not Troy Baker. Troy Baker is um, a renowned voice actor. Not a high school basketball star. No, Troy Bolton. Although I don't know, maybe Troy Baker did play basketball. Troy Baker, if you're listening, hit us up. Tell us about your basketball. <laughs> basketball. We're starting to get into the punchy part of the night very clearly. Yeah, we're, we're making it into punch zone. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I do feel like Fireheart has more Troy Bolton vibes. Mm-hmm. Okay, consider Sandstorm and Dust Pelt as Oh my Sharpay. god, I knew you were going to say Sharpay. <laughs> Sharpay and her brother, whose name I've forgotten. Ryan. Ryan, yes. There's some Freudian going on with those two in that movie, huh? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think... I mean, I don't know, because, like, the director has very clearly stated in interviews after that, like, Ryan was meant to be gay, but, like, you know, oh, it yeah. was the early 2000s on Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. They could not do that. Mm-hmm. So I feel yeah. like they overcompensated with the sibling relationship to like mm-hmm. hide the gayness. Right, right. And but then it just got even weirder. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily I like 
I I love how weird it is. I do too. But the fact that <laughs> but the fact that they are always trying out for and playing the, the two leads yeah, in so the, the romantic funny. leads in the musical is is undeniable that it happens and it is so it's funny. So funny to me. <laughs> like I it is such a choice. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to tell, sorry, I'm going to tell one more little anecdote before we go to Warrior Cat of the Week. And that is that one time my mother decided she was going to watch High School Musical just by, just like by herself uh, to, to sort of, just so, as they do, to just to sort of like understand what High School Musical was about. Um, <laughs> and afterwards I asked, afterwards I asked her, I asked mom, uh, what did you think? And she was like, that was the most painful experience <gasps> of my life. No, Scout's mom. <laughs> Not a not a big not a big high school musical fan. That's you know, it's not it's not made for her and I think that that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. But it was so it was just so funny the way that that she came out of it so like I did not get that. <laughs> I think the thing is like for me there's definitely like a lot of nostalgia wrapped up in there. Oh, totally. And I think I love like I'm I'm a high school musical fan. I love Oh, yeah, musical. I love it. Like unironically, um, I love it. But I do think a lot of that love is sort of nostalgia based in that I was the correct age for it when it came out mm-hmm, and therefore exactly. I get it. Sometimes you just got to be the correct age, you know? Yeah. All right. I'm ready for Warrior Cat of the Week now. I am too. Uh, my yours? Warrior Cat. Yeah. My Warrior Cat of the Week this week is uh, our girl Cinderpaw. Oh my God, Scout. <laughs> Did we did we do it again? We did. <laughs> we did it again. We did it oh again, gamers. <laughs> Somebody better start keeping track of these because I'm starting to I get know, worried with how many we have the same. Listen. Oh man. We're just on the we're just on the same wavelength, you know? But she's just Cinderpaw is so good in this book. There are so many wonderful moments where um Fireheart is really like down, like having a really hard day, but talking to Cinderpaw or uh, just like looking over and seeing her uh, give him like this shining, like shiny eyes kind of encouraging expression, giving him the power to to continue forward just makes me really happy. We're going to get a lot more of the relationship between Cinderpaw and Yellowfang as we go forward, like, but the, the budding kind of uh, friendship and the back and forth rapport of like, you know, this grumpy old lady and this young feisty cat makes me really happy. It's so good. And it's so reminiscent of how Yellowfang and Fireheart were. Yes. That it's just even to the point where there's oh, there's that scene where Fireheart is like Yellowfang uh, doesn't have a better friend in the in the clan than me. And so seeing her have another friend makes me really happy. Yeah. Good Uh, shit. Good shit. Man, I love I love Cinderpaw and Yellowfang's relationship. They're so fun. And I just I just here's the thing. I adore Cinderpaw. As a character. She's so good. I, I love her so much. Her, and and so I know her character has not gotten to all the things that I love about her quite yet. But the joy I felt seeing her name on the page was <laughs> unmatched. I was so happy. I was like, oh, my girl is here. Just pointing like, it's my girl. It's uh, her. And like, even as an apprentice, 
she's just so fun. She's such a fun character. She she's has, like so loyal and she's like totally willing to lie for her mentors so they don't get in trouble. She's like to the point where where scam. Fireheart and to the point where Fireheart is like, I'm a little concerned about how well you lied about that. Yeah. Uh, she is a little scamp. She has, she comes onto the page, like immediately she comes onto the page. Her and her brother Brackenpaw both come onto the page and you like immediately get them. It's another great little bit of characterization, mm -hmm. like just the description of how she bounds forward and like her nose bumps into Firehearts too hard and they have to like shake it off and go in again for the mentor and apprentice nose touch. It's Meanwhile... Brackenpaw just has this very serious expression. I love it. Oh, babies. Babies. Excited to talk about them more and see them more moving forward. 100%. Oh, I'm so excited to read the next book. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go some places. Oh, guys. It's, it's going to go, go some, places. some places. Do you like to go places, dear listener? Such as going to our email inbox. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Dear listeners, write to us at pawsandclawspod at gmail.com. That's pause as in what a cat has, claws as in the part of speech, pod as in podcast. We are also on Twitter at pawsandclaws and on Tumblr at pawsclawspod. Listeners who are 18 years and older can come and join us on Discord, which will be linked in the show notes. And you can find me on Twitter or Tumblr or Blue Sky at HumbleGoat. And you can see the art that I do, including our podcast cover art, at scoutwilkinson.myportfolio.com. Links to my portfolio, as well as my coffee page, are also in the show notes. And you can also find me uh, still kicking along on Twitter at plot underscore twists, uh, now on Blue Sky at plot hyphen twists, or on Tumblr at antique hyphen romantic. Our next episode will be out in two weeks, where we will discuss The Prophecies Begin, Book 3, Forest of Secrets. Read along by buying the book from a local bookstore or checking out a copy from your local library. Until then, dear listeners, may Star Clan guide your paws. <laughs>